0: A life out here. What the hell's going on out here? It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at Steve Diddy, NFL, on the Twitter box. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by my old buddy, meal palettes at Daryl J. O'Brien. And Daryl, before you even come yep. in, bro. You know what this yeah. means,
1: right? Go on.
0: Quick snaps! Oh, yeah. yeah! Are you doing it? Oh,
1: we haven't done this in so long. Are you doing I like, it? I like watching you do it right now.
0: I can hear you doing it.
1: Oh, I'm very excited. He's, I'm really def- very excited. It seems like a lot longer than, I don't know, seven years since we've been last doing a quick snaps.
0: Quick snapage for your big piquage. I'd like to reiterate that is not the tagline for this podcast no. um no it is fun to say uh, that. no but c- come here bro week one oh my god one. we're gonna talk Ooh. nfc north we're gonna talk the vikings but we've only got 10 minutes to do it which is the long winded short irishman um yeah you know? it's
1: far too we have we don't get going 10 minutes in um yeah okay wh- what do we say well let's start with the nfc north and how i see this shaping out i mean so i'd say obviously packers first now, I'm really hedging my bets here, but I've, I've picked, like, a range of numbers for the wins, just so I can't be wrong. So, for us, I'm thinking we come first with either 11 to 13 wins. 13. 14. Th- 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 f- 13? Cool. Cool. Yeah. Why yeah. are you saying it like that? Uh, Vikes, second. With mm. 8 to 10 wins. Now, I'm being very generous to them, because I've got to make it look like we've got some competition. Uh, Lions, 6 to 8 wins. And, uh, you know, the Bears, maybe. Five or six. I'm going to say four five. But hey, um are we bringing Limericks back at any point?
0: Packers? I think we can.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not a that's not a damn bad idea. Why if you What do you think? Well I think I might have one. You have one? I think I might have one. I can try it out. This if is for like, bringing them back. This is
0: this is like the guy who just somehow crowbars the conversation to where he's wanna go. You've probably waiting to say yeah. this for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I, uh, but yeah I did. Do I do? Here's have one to I prepared
0: earlier. I going to have to dust off the uh, the soundboard. Here we go. Oh. What are you, it's powerful. It is. The limerick yes. the limerick music's gone, man. I've got my Irish tap dancing shoes gone, so uh
1: okay. hit me with a bra- will I will I kick it off? Okay, here we go. Like I'll a bolt off. of lightning I am struck with some breaking news I cannot duck. And I know you will all care. About this news, I will now share that the Bears, they suck. Yo! There you go. Just what um, Mama
0: O'Grady used to say um, all about the Bears. packers Immerk's back, baby. I didn't expect that to come back today, but here we are.
1: Well, I I was going to say I didn't, but obviously I did if I sat down and dusted that off. (laughs) VD. So, Daryl, we
0: have to talk about Vikings because that's what we're here to do. So, if anyone is new to the podcast, right welcome by the way and is this normal yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. want to talk some really quick housekeeping very exciting stuff to do with London but uh, before that Daryl the Vikings as you say they're seen by most pundits as their sort of rival in the NFC North mm. now what I would say to that is and of course the, I love these uh, articles I first off as I always do I went and l- listened to Vikings
1: podcasts which was no you shouldn't do that that would act. just depress you there is It'll not a drop you. of
0: humour in these things no but, what, well, no but the more depressing
1: horrendous. thing is it's the hope it's the yeah. hope when you listen yeah. to their first one. I mean, I know you're going to get into this, but they've got the new guy, they've got their new head coach, Kevin O'Connell. But what are they saying? Yeah. What are they saying?
0: Well, look, the hope? thing about it, yeah, it's hope. But here's what it is. And as a Packers fan, look, I'm not going to go as far as to say I hope the Vikings do well because that'd be ridiculous, right? Um, that's like saying I hope the guy who's doing the job interview with me gets on great. No, uh, but you know they're going on about Kevin O'Connell. They're equating him mm. to Matt Lafleur an awful lot. They're saying, look, yeah. he worked with Sean McVay, so obviously he's he is. Sean McVay. So they're talking about bunch formations, um, they're talking about, you know, run first offence and they're talking a big game. The only thing that I would say, Daryl, is, is that with a new coach, you don't know what you're getting to you? So you can't exactly. always assume he's going to hit the ground running, but they are very hopeful.
1: Well, on that, and I think this leads neatly into your point, the Vikes are only, they're 1.5 point, well, we're 1.5 point um, advantage on the game, which is really very tiny. So they're basically saying, the pundits who are looking at both teams are basically saying it's hard to pick between them. And I actually think the reason for that is probably twofold. One, you've got a new coach in Kevin O'Connell. No one has a clue what the Vikes are going to do. A bit like, what, to be fair, what they said about us before Lafleur came in. They were basically saying, this is the game he wants to play, but does he have the the people to do it? Can he actually run the type of game he wants to run? That remains to be seen. And they're also then looking at us saying, well, we've got no Devontae. Who's Rodgers going to throw the ball to? So I I guess they're looking on the outside without the in-depth knowledge, I suppose, that we think we have. Um, But what I will say about us versus the Vikes is, a season ago, maybe two seasons ago, you would have said Aaron Rodgers was absolutely key. He's nailed on for everything. If he doesn't play well, we don't play well. I think that's slightly different this season. I'd like to say that our defence is the true power here. um, And that's the powerhouse that's going to drive us. Whereas, if you look at the Vikes, leaving O'Connell aside for a second... It's still very much Kirk Cousins firing the ball at Justin Jefferson, mm. and that's really their weapon. To be very honest, Kirk has to find Jefferson, and I actually think stopping the pass is going to be key to their season again. And I don't think, I don't think much is going to change. I don't think the personnel is going to allow O'Connell to do an awful lot of sexy stuff this year. But that's, again, what do we know? right now yeah
0: well that's I mean look there's a whole chicken and egg thing here and there's the whole uh, Matt LaFleur came to Green Bay he had superstars how could he not be successful yet Mike McCarthy couldn't do it now I want to do a podcast and we must do this where we look at Vince Lombardi who came onto an absolutely abysmal team the worst record in Packers history and turned that thing around and then you know we all know the rest is the trophies named after him for God's sake but there's always that question um, did he have the talent there? Did he make the talent out of what was there with the Ray Nitschkes and the Bart Stars mm. and the uh, Kramers and all these people? You know, so is it, you know, LeFleur doesn't have that, I guess, because the Packers are always sort of a winning team since, you know, the the 90s, let's say. So he doesn't get that benefit of the doubt, but there's definitely something to be said there. And that's the same as O'Connell. Uh, you know, will he come in? Will he make something at like Kirk Cousins? Again, he he's the same background as LaFleur. He comes his playing days and where he was coaching, he's very quarterback-centric, very offensive-centric. Yeah. He's gonna be calling the plays. But the same stuff that we said about LaFleur, Daryl, this guy's never been a head coach in the NFL before. It's a very difficult job to do. We've seen in the Packers organisation that they fractured the reporting uh, to go to Mark Murphy because they wanted to pull it away from the GM and change silos and all that. So they had to do some trickery, I guess, to try and force the football operations team to really go down that road. Now, Lafleur has that management style and everything else. Does O'Connell... sort of replicate that who knows but here's the danger that they're saying first off uh, people are leaning in like you have and like we tend to do in this podcast to say look our defence on paper anyway looks like it's the real Mm. deal if it isn't, um, for whatever reason. I don't know why it wouldn't be, because we've got Jair Alexander, we've got Rasul Douglas, we've got Stokes, we've got Sauvage, uh, you know. Sauvage. And their D-line looks massively improved. I see some articles saying that Quay Walker is going to play at an elite level and sort of pump the brakes there. I mean, let him put on his cleats first. But what they're talking about the O'Connell offence doing is is doing what they, they call it the Cooper Cupism. So they bunch up the receivers and they throw maybe Justin Jefferson to the opposite side. Mm. And then the, the defense is sort of biased towards the bunch and they don't really know what to do. Now, they will put their best guy, obviously, on Justin Jefferson because he is the weapon there. But then, of course, they've got Adam Thielen, they've got Jalen Rieger. Um, and then on their running back, Staryl Dalvin Cook, I think the Vikings in the last six games are 4-2 and two at home um, against the Packers. Um, you know, so the it's that sort of and that's why we're an under well we're I wouldn't call us an underdog, we're one and a half over. But that's why I think there it is so low as well, is because when you go yeah. into that stadium anything can happen because it's just so unbelievably I think so. loud.
1: Well, you know, I've I've seen a few things um that kind of annoyed me. One was Packers fans talking about O'Connell going, What's he ever done? And you're going, Hang on a minute. Um like let's go back a couple of years and look at LaFleur. So let's he could do an awful lot. So let's park that for a second. The other thing is, let's not forget, you know, we lost 34 31 last season. US Bank Stadium is not an easy place to go and play. No. They haven't, they won't again have turned into a bad team overnight. They were, st- I mean, we just named them all. You've got Jefferson, you've got Cook. Whatever you do, don't take your eyes oh, off no, him. he's a beast, yeah. uh, Thielen as well. KJ Osborne. Cousins is still an upper tier quarterback. Their offense was still top 10. So it's one of these things of, you know, ignore them at your peril, thinking that they're at sixes and sevens because they've a new coach. If they just played exactly as they played last year, they'd still be a handful of a team. Mm. So anything O'Connell can do, and you know the way it is, but sometimes you get the head coach bounce. A new guy comes in with new ideas, somebody that can. And if O'Connell is what I'm reading about him, in that he's extremely personable, he's very like Leflore in the way he's, you know, he's very approachable. He's very, but he's also a very good man manager. And let's not forget how important a man manager is when it comes to this to the sport in general I mean I always remember um, and this is going back to to Irish GAA circles but you know hurling for anyone who hasn't seen any you should look it up on YouTube but there was the Tipperary manager who showed what man management can be in a nutshell where there's a video of him talking to one player and he shouts in his face and he shakes him by the shoulders and he gets him riled up and then the next player right next to him instead of doing that he talks to him quietly talks to him quietly taps him on the back and it's amazing how a good man manager the likes of Temporary manager the likes of LeFleur the likes of what Ferguson used to be able to do with Man United players and there's myriad examples but if he's capable of managing the players like that Mm. these guys could be another handful hence again the 1.5 advantage
0: but this is what I'm saying like I mean I don't I'm not as down on Kirk Cousins as people are he has a ceiling for sure and when you get towards the playoffs I mean you know there's a reason why you like that became a quote because and the reason why that was so visceral for him is because they sort of wrote him off Uh, but Kirk Cousins can not get the business done and we have been spanked but this is the way analysis usually goes for uh, divisional games is that you'll say it's an NFC North uh, matchup who's going to win don't know because they're just so contested I mean the Bears have absolutely been pants and sucked really bad we all know this um, over the years but that didn't stop them coming in for Brett Favre's reunion and his jersey retirement and them dumping all over us in that game and just ruining it for him right now some Packers fans are delighted about that with Brett Favre especially the news that have come out recently about him Um, but you know it's just you can never really call these games and on top of that there are let's not kid ourselves it's week one but here's the here's the X factor if you will from me and of course I hope that our team wins But the stadium is incredibly noisy, right? The the weakness for the Vikings is undoubtedly... They're sort of young, untested, and not very deep on the depth chart um, of starters' defence, right? So you would imagine Aaron Rodgers will get something done. We've got Sammy Watkins there. Alan Lazard is out because apparently someone stepped on him, right? Um, So and then you're dealing with all of these the The, the narrative is is that our, our wide receivers are a bit green naive and all that kind of stuff right you know and I wouldn't necessarily say that because you have Aaron Jones and you have AJ Dillon as receivers as well and probably Bobby Tanyan back but pausing that there you would say okay let's go with that narrative then the weakness for them is their defensive backfield. Well, then that lets us sort of lay waste then with Aaron Rodgers, but we're missing Devontae. And then also, Mm -hmm. what the sound will do in that place is it drowns out any audibles, it drowns out any play calls in general. So if you have an already stressed out, uh, I don't think they'll be playing rookies, but if you have a stressed out wide receiver who's inexperienced and is is seeing the game for the first time in an away stadium with that noise, it's already decombobulating. So you do that Mm -hmm. and add the noise to it, that kind of nullifies the sort of you know secondary deficiency I do get that I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers here and he can overcome an awful lot and I do think that if the defence does step up and shut them down I think we do have enough firepower in the Majesty MVP back to back there is in Aaron Rodgers and also in the floor's play calling how he's going to be inventive and stuff like that but I'll tell you what as a a neutral which we're not but you know you'd look at this game there wouldn't you and go two young sexy head coaches going Mm, against each other maybe this is the future of football so it should be hopefully a bit of a spectacle anyway
1: yeah well it will i mean if you look at the way even the networks have taken this game up to show it live so it's one of those things of the neutral is going to be interested in this game um i mean i'm interested in i'd say it's going to be a bit of a dogfight i don't think it's going to be pretty for all the reasons we've just mentioned but i do think you're right i think if our defense stays solid and Aaron Rodgers has his head screwed on I don't even think our offence needs to fire on all cylinders it just needs to get the job done but I think this game is going to be shut down by our defence if they play the way they're capable of playing and the way they've played before but I don't think it's going to be it's not going to be a score fest I think it's going to be a, a bit of a manky game but I don't care as long as they get the win I think the win is key here to settle everyone down and to realise the plays they're calling and everything they've got in place is working or will work
0: Yeah I mean look it's too full. so if we get off to a winning start away from home that's a fantastic start yeah. in anybody's oh, book and then also a if you've, but if you're the, looking at the Viking side of things if you've got a brand new head coach he's giving you all of these sort of personable coachisms he's saying believe in my philosophy and then they go down week one at home um, you know talk about more. Morale and stuff like that now of course yeah. that puts the the dog in some people and they come back yada yada but look getting one up over, because the thing is how do you get to the playoffs you get to the playoffs by having the best record in your division and this is a division game it's key that this is one um, because you don't want to leave it up to the fact that you're trying to win games outside your division win your division first and then we can sort of worry about all of the racking up the wins and number one spots and buy, playoff bodies and all this type of stuff, which is
1: forever. Yeah, and in saying that as well, I want to settle us down a small bit. It's nice to settle down if you look that we've got we've got to go a game on the road. We get the Bears at home, which should settle down our home nerves. But the next two games we have are pretty manky. You know, when you look, mm. I'm not, again, trying not to get ahead of ourselves, but looking at the first, say, five games, um, you have, you know, the Vikes, we've got to get the Bears at home, then we've got to go to Tampa, Then we've got the Patriots, but then we've got to go to London. So there's a lot of upheaval in our first four to five games here it would be nice to steady us at least get as you say get that away win which is pretty vital
0: yeah and as you said you mentioned london there so i'm going to use that as the tag i think we're probably at around 14 minutes or just over and some change so let me just fill people in you are probably on the switch list and you're listening to this and you're waiting to see well what's the story with that right so what's happened is i've got all the returns for the hippodrome i'll be rolling out the tickets for those the hippodrome is strictly over 18s because it's a casino but you will be glad to know as of literally 15 minutes ago uh, probably more because that's how long the podcast is, Minutes ago. I just got off the phone uh, with another venue, and uh, I suppose I'll just release the details early because we're in the final stages now. Is Bloomsbury Lanes. Uh, so Bloomsbury Lanes are able to open up uh, 200 places for us. Again, we're going to pack out the venue. It's a bowling alley style place uh, that has projectors. They have uh, two projectors that they can show the game on. They've numerous TVs about the place. They've got private rooms. They've bowling lanes. They have a restaurant that's within the venue. So, Daryl, this place is unbelievable. When I first mm. spoke to these people, they were looking for 10,000 quid rental fee. What I've managed to do is is scrap that and we're doing tickets uh, that you can buy up. Now, what I would say is, is that there's nearly 400 people on the waiting list. There's only 200 tickets. That's not a marketing ploy. On top of that, the tickets are going to be quoted at seven pounds. None of that money, as I said with the Hippodrome, none of that money comes to us at the UK Packers. What is that money for? You get a free drink when you go in. If you're an adult, you get a beer if you want or a soft drink. And if you're a kid, Mm. you get your soft drink. And also that's supposed to uh, pay for security. So they have to put security on the door when they have numbers like that. I will reiterate, none of this money is coming to us. When the ticket link goes out, it goes straight to Bloomsbury Lanes. There's no sweet deal off this. This isn't a money-making venture. I hate that, that these tickets have to be charged at all. And the only reason for it is that they need to pay for security on both venues. Um, and they'll be at the door to let you in with your ticket uh, and then the other part is is that for fire safety and capacity reasons they only have 200 places we can't put out a call to action as much as everybody thinks we can uh, even with the Green Bay annual tour there, people are like oh why don't, why don't you just say meet over there and you're like oh, yeah brilliant what a way to organise a trip so what we have to do is we have to cap at the 200 and that's exactly what happened with the Hippodrome those tickets sold out in a day and a half uh, can you play bowling in the bowling place or? You, can play bo- you can play bowling uh, in the bowling place they have all of Class. the lanes that they have there they've booked them out for us so I mean you're going right. in you're getting an event that has security that you can get your kids into that's family friendly um, it's going to be run by me, by us, um, so you know that it's going to be well run. We've been doing this for a very long time now. Uh, you've got bowling lanes, you've got private rooms, you've got a free drink when you get in, you've got amazing food served at the venue as well. So now there's two venues in London uh, that are there. There's something other thing that we're working on behind the scenes with the Packers themselves and the Packers Pro Shop, um, and I should be fit to release some of those details as well, but it's quick snaps, and I'm, I'm just bearing in mind that I've gone over now. So if you're on the wait list, I will be sending out an email to everybody who's on that switch list. If you haven't registered interest, I would do so because that's the emails I'm going to be sending the list to book the tickets for Bloomsbury Lanes to. And again, there's 400 people at the moment on that list. We can only sell 200 tickets. Um, And again, the money goes to Bloomsbury Lanes. I'll say that Uh, Daryl that's it Uh, I guess we'll end the the quick snaps quick snap pause for your big package Uh, let's end it I I hate score predictions because I'll always say something that isn't mathematically possible but I'll just say uh, sort of over under for you they're going away to the Viking Stadium it's a hard place to play there's a lot of unknown it's week one any sort of prediction is going to be probably nonsense anyway do the Packers get the win and about by how much do they win by we're talking touchdown field goal Where's your head
1: at? I'd say I'd say we're in sort of field goal territory here. I think it's going to be a war of attrition, a bit manky, probably a bit looser than we want it to be. But I don't. It's it's going to be fun to watch. But I don't think it's going to be purest football. So I'd say a field goal. That's all that's yeah. in it.
0: No, I'd agreed. I think. Look, the fundamentals fall down especially in week one and if our defense is meant to be a strong point you're going to see some pretty manky looking tackles i'd say or lack thereof Um, so i'd say you know that coupled with the fact that it's divisional game the noise in the stadium the fact that it's week one Um, now we were at a week one game we went over to watch it in lambeau field against the seahawks and we laid waste to them Um, and that was they were just coming off their uh, legion of boom days uh, so that you know they weren't super strong opponents but look divisional game i'm going with you here i think that it's a field goal or at most six to seven points yeah. in the win if we can get the win
1: uh, and not so, pretty it's not going to be good looking no
0: i don't think so uh but look if we're sitting here daryl uh doing the post review and we're saying that the defense absolutely looks legit we stopped the run the linebackers are looking yep. unbelievable quay walker got uh, playing time uh you know we picked up from where we left off i mean how fantastic would that be yep. and if sammy Watkins. It plays a great game doesn't get injured you know gives us hope I mean man just so much to look forward to but I'm really excited about it but look he yep. is at Daryl J O'Brien I'm at NFL on Twitter follow the groups at UK Packers there's a private Facebook group you can get yourself into we're going to be rolling out the Instagram soon as well for this season so stay tuned for some funny memes there as well and of course if you want any info on London go to ukpackers.co.uk forward slash London and I'll be updating that with the tickets and the links and stuff like that from about Monday for Bloomsbury Lane so do get on it but anyway Enjoy the game. We'll be watching it with you. Stick to the Twitter and we speak to you then.